Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay. It's so weird. Cause we're in person today, but, um, I know <laughs> that's crazy. And I'm like staring in your eyes. This eye contact is too much for me. This is so intense right now. Okay. Go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. So Sally, my question for you is when have you questioned your faith of God and how have you walked back to him? You're listening to Personally, the podcast with Michelle and Sally, where we get real personal real quick. This is so deep coming from you. Rude. (laughs) Because you didn't grow up anywhere near religion, right? Like Mm -hmm. you just, faith wasn't really part of your life growing up, but it was basically all my life. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting question. I think I wouldn't say I walked away from God. I think maybe my family might beg to differ, but (laughs) I wouldn't say I ever walked away from God. I think there was a moment in my life where I gave up. Is that the same thing? You think that's the same thing? Ooh. How can you give something up if you come back to it? Okay. Maybe, maybe giving up isn't the right way. You took a break. I (laughs) think... God and I were on a break. Okay. And so things got real complicated. Um, I would say maybe I, you know what the the right word is? It's discouraged. Hmm. There was a time in my life when I was very, very discouraged spiritually. Hmm. And I think trying to push through that discouragement Hmm. was a little bit more painful than just living my life and doing what I felt was right versus seeking guidance or discernment Mm. from above. So just a little backstory for those who don't know this about me, but I grew up in the ministry. I grew up in the church pretty much all my life. I have a mom who is like heavily involved in the ministry, my family as well. This is pretty much all I knew growing up. It was like school and church, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of the people I hung out with for fun were usually church people. So this is probably really common for other Samoan kids who grew up in the church where like your church family is your family Mm. and everything that you, a lot of what you do and a lot of how you carry yourself, um, especially around other people, especially around non-church people, it's influenced by what you learn inside the church which Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Mm. What it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so I grew up in the Pentecostal church, um, in a Samoan Pentecostal church. And I think there was, I felt a lot of pressure Mm. because my mom, who is now a pastor and has sort of been recognized and treated as such for a long, a long period of time, mostly all my life, I think there was a lot of pressure that I felt to not not necessarily be a good kid, mm-hmm. but to be a spiritual example for other people my age. Mm. And so at a young age, I was thinking I should be able to do what some of these adults can do. You know, I should be able to do what my mom can do. Not realizing at that age that it has it took years for my mom to build up the the confidence that she has, the wisdom that she has, the mm-hmm. spiritual gifts that she that she has. And I just felt like, why am I not doing that at this age? Like, 
15, 16, you know, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And so there was a, that's what I mean by like, there was a time when I became very, very discouraged. And I'll tell you specifically when it was, there was a period where, and I was an undergrad. So this is during the time of UC Santa Cruz. I really, and some people don't, whether you believe in this or not, whether you've heard of this or not, there is uh, what's called baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And I went home, was with my mom and my aunt and another church member, I believe. And there was an opportunity for me to experience this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it just did not happen. It did not happen. And Why? I think there are different, I mean, sometimes it's just like, you're not ready spiritually, or maybe you can't let things go. You like. I'm not exactly sure, but it just didn't happen for me that night. And I was really, really discouraged. I felt like you were failing. Kind of. That sucks to say out loud. But yeah, I felt like maybe this isn't what God wants for me, or maybe this isn't meant for me, like this gift or this experience, you know, being able to operate in this realm of like, because to me, I always saw if you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit, if it does happen to you and it overcomes you, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm God. Yes. Like God must really favor you. Like how awesome. And now he wants you to be like, he wants to equip you. He wants Mm -hmm. to use you and like really emphasize your purpose and again like some of you who are listening to this you probably are like this sounds super culty or like (laughs) I know I know like you're probably thinking this sounds really really out of pocket like what is she talking about q 19 kids and counting (laughs) you know I'm actually when you when you mentioned being bathed bathed baptized whatever baptized she's got a warm cloth and like wipes you down (laughs) no you know what I was imagining I actually was imagining 19 kids and counting but specifically I guess I'm curious what does it actually mean to be baptized in the Holy Spirit like do you just like like I imagine you just get dunked into water yeah but is that not it is it no so that's more to it yeah so that's water baptism right and um and please, for those who are listening and you have a lot more knowledge and awareness, feel free to like chime in, send us a, a message or comment on our Let posts. us know. Yeah. Um, especially if you can relate to what I'm explaining too. Water baptism is really a symbol, something that you physically do, right? To demonstrate to the church, to your family, that I'm giving my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I'm being baptized in water. I'm renewing who I am you know, on this new journey towards um, just like pursuing God and his purpose for your life. And it's a beautiful thing. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is a, it's very different. It is a spiritual journey. Um, so is water baptism, but it's more of the, the feeling. It's more of a feeling and it's mm-hmm. more of um something that you do with complete faith. Like I don't, I'm not explaining it well because I've never experienced it, but I have, I've grown up watching my mom being able to speak in tongue, for example, um, being able to prophesy over people. And again, this, this probably sounds like it's coming out of left field. Like people are just like, what is she talking about? Um, And if you don't understand, that's perfectly fine. But I say all this because I did experience a moment in my life where when that didn't happen, yeah. I was so discouraged. I was so hurt. And I felt like I 
felt like you you know when you prepare for something Mm -hmm. and you just feel like okay I've got this it's Mm -hmm. like due day right like is it due day or d-day it's (laughs) d-day I was like are you gonna give birth I was like what's happening it's (laughs) d-day and you are you go at it and it just you don't get the outcome that you want Mm. It's like sometimes it's heartbreaking. It's really sad. You feel like, damn, did I not do what I, everything I could have done? Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just, I don't think I tried as hard. And slowly but surely, I started to live my life according to my own plans, according to my own thoughts, my own perspectives. Oh man. Um. So I guess yeah, you could you could say that maybe I did give up on God or maybe walked away and tried to forge my own path without that spiritual guidance and without that faith I don't think I ever I would never say even during those times I would never say like I don't believe in God because mm. that that's far from the truth and I can say that now like I definitely believe that God is real that God exists I I have um faith and my faith is very important to me but I've had a winding journey for sure like it almost sounds like you you kind of were able to like get some space from your faith when the baptism didn't go as planned like you kind of had the opportunity to take a step back and be like is there another path for me and what does that path look like so I guess I'm curious with all of that said and done and you kind of going down your own path what led you back to him to you know reforge that faith and strengthen it because I'm sure it must have taken some really big moment or a couple big moment moments to be like actually, I do need to continue to invest in this. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's just, truthfully, and this sounds really selfish, but it's just hardship. Like after mm-hmm. I, I was a student, I was still an undergrad, right? When I decided like, I was really, I was feeling very left out and I felt like I couldn't really connect to my family, my mom, mm-hmm. you know, on a spiritual sense. Like I just yeah. didn't think that I was interested in even talking about like scriptures or bibles or like you know god's plan for me and i dissociated myself but then for me it's like i know what life is like with god in it right with you pursuing your faith and being a very active follower where you're taking the time to meditate on the bible and mm-hmm. understand what it means for you how it applies to your life and then you you hit a point where like life gets rough Mm-hmm. And it at that point in my life, I was like, this is when I was, I don't even know what I want to do. I don't know if I want to go to grad school. Okay. If I do go to grad school, like how much money am I going to need for this? So I hit a point where I was just like, I would say lost, but I really needed some direction mm-hmm. and I could take as much advice from friends and everything, but it still didn't feel fulfilling. Like it, enough. Yeah. And it was moments like moments like that, where I just felt okay, let me pray. Mm -hmm. Like, let me figure out my spiritual crap because Mm -hmm. clearly there's something that's still tugging at me Mm -hmm. and it's not being fulfilled by having conversations with friends who are successful and who have done, Mm -hmm. you know, what I'm trying to do. It it wasn't like, it wasn't enough. So I think it was moments like that where I found myself walking back or just rekindling that fire. Did you feel like after praying that you actually got the clarity and the almost the certainty to be able to move forward? Or did you just feel a bit more comfort? No, I didn't. I I didn't feel 
like after praying, I shouldn't say like, oh, I just prayed and then everything came together. So I would say there are times where I felt like I just really need to be in communication. You know, I really just need to like literally speak out all of the frustrations, all the struggles, Mm. and I just need to put it out there and just like receive and make myself vulnerable to receive wisdom and guidance and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other part of it too is when I was living out there in Santa Cruz, I went to church in San Jose Mm -hmm. and I remember it being such a very different than the church I grew up in. First Mm -hmm. of all, it was non-denominational, incredibly diverse, so many people. And I really like the word Pastor Dan Vera, who runs Christian Worship Center in San Jose, he, the way he preached, the way he preached, it made it so relevant and accessible. Because I've been there before. Yes. And actually I've, I've brought quite a few people, a lot of friends that have walked through those doors to attend service with me. And it's very, no matter who you are, how old you are, where you come from or what you're going through, everything that he preached about, it just made it seem like, damn, that's wise. Like, yeah, I could use that. Like that makes a hundred percent sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So other than just praying, I mean, I think I leaned into going to church more and like, I was eager to show up instead of being like, oh, I'm just going because it's a routine thing that I grew up Mm -hmm. doing all my life. Mm -hmm. When I felt myself down and out and I needed some sort of like spiritual understanding it wasn't just praying it wasn't just like journaling it was okay I need to go to church there needs to, like I need something you know I, I need to hear something that I can really walk away with and be like dang that's a new perspective or be around other like-minded people who are encouraging mm-hmm. and who who are a solid reminder a walking reminder that you know hey I was going through this and look where I am now mm-hmm. like I needed to be in an atmosphere where I could see a transition and I could believe that for myself. Hmm. And so I just leaned in. I mean, I, I can't say that I've been really steady. My my spiritual journey is definitely not where it was when I was younger. But the difference is that I am an adult who's making decisions for herself now. Hmm. And I'm no and I don't live at home. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I spent a solid amount of time away from home where I the expectation wasn't that I was. 25 years old still going to church things because mm-hmm. I was being told to and it's like you're living under my roof yeah this is what's ex- yeah this is what's expected of you or feeling the shame if you don't do that mm. so I think I think I'm in an interesting place because I have a lot of this teaching and this influence from growing up and I have it in the back of my head it'll never depart because it was so prominent in my life at, at a young age but I'm also dealing with like figuring out life for myself and deciding for myself what I believe or what is right or what is wrong or whether God really does think that's okay or not okay. Or would the gates of heaven really shut down (laughs) on you if you were this or that, you know what I mean? So I don't, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where, that's where I'm at now. And I think um, there was a time when I, I, I maybe gave up on God. Mm. I don't think I ever walked so far away though that I couldn't get back. Yeah. Damn. I mean, I don't think so. I feel like, and if I did walk away, it's not because he left me or God left me. It's because I walked away and he was just like, just there. Yeah. And I just kind of, you know, wandered off and, but I don't think I ever wandered so far away that I couldn't get back. Yeah. But I'm, it's still a, 
my spiritual journey and my spiritual life is still a work in progress. I'm curious to kind of go back almost to the beginning and understand when did you realize whether you were young or, you know, in college or whenever that you truly believed in God for yourself? Because it sounds like up until that baptism moment, it almost sounds like you believed in God, but did you actually believe in him because you wanted to believe him or because of the circumstance that you were in that forced you? Like the atmosphere. In a sense, yeah. In that. Yeah, that's, Okay, so if you if you've grown up in the church, please, I really want to hear what you have to say because I know I'm not the only one. A part of it is like, you know, you grow up in the church, you grow up in a family that's very active in the ministry, and that's your life. Some people might say, like, oh, you were forced to be a Christian. Like, what if you didn't yeah. want to be Christianity, faith? And I, I say this across all religions. I am sure that for those of us who grew up with faith and have um it's different for someone who grew up in it versus someone who found God later, right? In their life and something happened. I think for me, it's been a very beautiful journey. I think you really learn how to, at least in the church that I grew up in, we did a lot of community service. We did a lot of like loving on people and really trying to outreach to the community, Mm -hmm. not really like shove religion down people's throat, but just let them know like, Hey, you know, our doors are open. Mm -hmm. This is who we are. We would love to fellowship with you in any shape or form. I love that aspect. And it's probably why I'm so damn social these days and Mm -hmm. also love to plan or like really enjoy community-based work. Mm -hmm. So that, I, I think I, growing up, I associated what it means to be a Christian hmm. with that experience. Like being a Christian means you're serving people, you're showing up for people, you're loving people. Mm-hmm. And along the way, so I guess to answer your question, I don't think I believed in God because I was forced to. I think that being around other people, I it was kind of a given, like, yeah, God is real. You know, this is what he's done for us. And this is why we praise and worship him. This is why we sing about him in church and we come together to just give thanks and, and be grateful and practice all of those things. I wouldn't say I was forced, um, because I think that I could have rebelled and I could have been like, who is this God or this Jesus that you talk about? But I wasn't around people who thought differently than me. Like I went to school, but if you knew me at UC Santa Cruz, (laughs) you knew that as a first year, I was a freaking square. And I was very much like, oh, you smoke, you drink. Sorry, can't associate with you. Can't kick it with you. Like, that's not okay with me. So I didn't, I didn't grow up around people who thought differently than me. Even in school, I just kind of would like stay um, away from the the non-Jesus believing people. (laughs) You don't know the Lord. I don't know you. <laughs> You're funny. You Thank are. You. you are so funny. Um, <laughs> amen, sister. Amen. But that's how that's how I was. Uh, hmm. And then I would say when I started to believe for myself, when I really felt like no, okay, here's this is when I was like, there's no way that anybody can tell me that God isn't real. I think there's like two moments. One is when I um. I don't know how to explain this without people being like, what? So just go for it. Prophetic dreams are a thing. What tell tell the listeners what that actually means. So prophetic dreams. So if you, you've probably heard of, you know, prophecy, 
prophesying and being able to, um, I don't want to say tell the future, but basically speak. Uh, it's not like because people are going to be, oh, like psychic. Uh, I just hate that I might be misleading somebody. So mm-hmm. prophetic dreams for me is like you have dreams that basically like speak to someone's circumstance. Maybe it's a struggle or something that they're going through, something that is, it's been heavy on their heart or mind or that they've been anticipating for a long time. And so you have this dream that maybe gives them some clarity and mm-hmm. you are, whether they know you or not. Um, mm-hmm. I, my mom, you know, I grew up with her having these prophetic moments where we would be in the grocery store and a woman would walk by and my mom just has this revelation. Yeah. And I knew exactly I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, go do what you need to do. Like, I'll meet you at the <laughs> checkout. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I understood. So I had mm-hmm. some understanding, but when it happened to me, so this is before baptismal Holy Spirit. Cause I was young. I was like maybe in middle school, early oh. high school. So this high is school. before the baptism. Yeah. This is why I okay. felt like, oh my gosh, like, yes, baptismal mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. That's what I'm aiming for. I was probably in high school when I had my first prophetic dream and it was about a it was about either about my mom or about a church member. I don't remember the timeline, but I remember having this dream and it felt so real. And I woke up in tears and I was just like, oh my gosh, like why did, you know, that was such a strong, powerful dream. When I talked to my mom about it, um, I think it was the one about my church, uh, church member. My mom encouraged me like, you should tell so-and-so about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I don't even know what it means. And she was like, it doesn't matter. She goes, you don't need to know what it means. They'll know what it means. So when I did, I reached out to this church member. I was like, I don't know. I, I've never done this before, but like, I just want to tell you, like, I had this dream. This is what happened. And my mom told me that it'd be a good idea to let you know. And she was so receptive. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly what it meant. Oh. And she was so grateful. And she was just like, thank you. And for her, it wasn't, it wasn't that she was hearing from me, but hearing from God through me. And I felt like, oh my gosh, wow, God, like you're using me in this manner. Like, this is wild. What else can I do? You know, what else can I do? Maybe that's why I didn't get baptized. <laughs> he was like, don't have the best intentions with these gifts. Um, but I remember experiencing that. And I remember how much peace and calm mm. it brought this church member. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's I like, thank you. I was like, thank you, Lord, for being able to do something for me to, to bless somebody else or be able to like speak to someone through me. I felt so purposeful. I felt so, Hmm. um, I felt chosen, you know, and I felt like I can, I can really help people. Like God can use me as a vessel. Right. And he can use anybody so long as you're willing. So I think there was that moment when I was very young. Right. Mm -hmm. And then when I was in college aiming to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and it just didn't happen. And then I like dwindled away and I came back mm-hmm. the moment that, um, I really felt like, again, no one can tell me that God isn't real because mm-hmm. basically I was applying for grad school mm-hmm. and it was so heavy on my heart that I, I felt lost. Like, I was like, I don't even know what I want to do. Like public health. What the heck? I don't, I have no business being in public health. And then I was applying to these schools that I was like, I have no business applying to these schools. And I just felt as though, despite the disconnection, despite the disassociation, Mm. sort of walking away from God, Mm -hmm. he still made all these opportunities. Like he still opened up an opportunity for me Mm -hmm. to end up in New York city, possibly end up in Michigan, in Baltimore, 
in Davis. And I thought, I thought that was really interesting too, that I got into UC Davis because of my past relationship. And so being able to say like, here are your options. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to let you sort of decide mm-hmm. what you think is best for you. But mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like through all the struggle throughout the back and forth and the tugging with my spiritual journey, I felt like this is what I had been working for for the last three years. And it finally happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful. I'm so, so grateful for my experience in New York City. And I just felt like that was because God was looking out for me. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more than that, a little bit more involved in that because I had to do a lot of prep before moving and before making that decision. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like, okay, I need, um, if I if I want to go to grad school, I'm going to need to really save up money and I'm really going to need to like figure out my living situation. All of those things fell into place. At that mm-hmm. time, I got a raise at work. Um, I was like, you know, looking at, um, options in the different areas and things just seemed to really work out in my favor. Hmm. And I just, I, I do not believe that any of that was possible without, um, a higher being looking out for me, you know? And I, I think that even after the whole, like not being able to experience baptismal Holy Spirit, I still felt like, dang, even when I feel like I've let you down, you mm-hmm. still Show you up. still want to give me good things. You still want to be so, so good to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't like I I just didn't feel like I deserved it. Mm-hmm. But here I am. Yeah, I I now in my life I confidently say, like, yes, I believe in God if someone were to ask me that. Um, and I would never, ever dare say. God is not real, or I do not believe in him. I do not believe in God. No such thing exists. I would never go down that path because I already know what life is like without him, without him and with him. And I choose with him, even though I'm not doing a very good job of nurturing that relationship, but I'm working on it, Lord. I am working on it. So I think that's where, (laughs) that's where I'm at with all of, with the sort of spiritual journey. Hmm. off tangent but I'm curious if you I get what you're saying about like okay there being some kind of higher power to help Mm -hmm. all the chess pieces go into place but I also like knowing you and knowing all the work you've put in I know that you did not get into all of those schools just because of this higher power it is very much your blood sweat and tears that got you in there so for me it's all I have a lot of skepticism around like Mm, 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 I don't know still feels a little a little fishy to me but no that's real. I also understand yeah. too and I like how you said in the beginning like oh this is a really deep question for you and I actually don't think it is because no I'm not Christian in case anyone is wondering tell me why but all of my really good friends in life have been people of faith so I think I've had this natural inclination to believe and also want to believe in something more because I think people naturally want to want to know that there's something out there beyond what we see Mm -hmm. um that's why people like talk about UFOs and life on Mars and okay well that's science but you know all this other kind of stuff I don't know where I was taking that no that's real I mean I appreciate that and I um you know what I you know I think this is a nice example to sort of compare what you just said to one of my 
pet peeves like that. And I take this away from grad school is how often people use, like they rely on the emergency room for care, right? They get Mm -hmm. to, they let themselves get to a point where now you have to go to the emergency room when you could have done all these preventative things before it got to that point. Mm -hmm. And I know that in the Polynesian culture and Samoan specifically, they will do that. They will, you know, hold off their sickness and say things like, um, oh, well, you know, God's, God will heal me. God's got a plan for me. I'm just going to pray. Like we just need to pray mm-hmm. while they continue to eat poorly, while, while they continue to live, um, mm-hmm. very inactive lifestyles. And I have such a big issue with that because I'm like, I think as a Christian, we rely so heavily on just prayer and reading the Bible and going to church. And we think that those things are enough to get us where we want to be. But I think that God is looking at us laughing and being like, it's like, no, I've literally, there are doctors for a reason. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, healthcare for a reason. And the fact that you completely ignore (laughs) being able to see someone who can professionally help you because you think God is going to save me. It's like, I have been saving you. There are institutions where you can go get a checkup and have prescription or do whatever you need to do to live a healthier lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. you continue to just God, 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 you know, and and your Mm -hmm. situation progressively gets worse because you're not doing anything Mm -hmm. to meet him halfway or to utilize like the resources or the people or the things that he has set in place for you. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like some people have used this as well when you're swimming in the ocean and all of a sudden, you know, your ship wrecks and then you're like, you need help. And there's a boat that comes by and it's like, oh, do you need help? And that person's like, no, God's got me. Don't worry. He's going to help rescue me. Okay, great. They leave. A helicopter flies by. Hey, do you need help down there? No, no, no. But do you know what I mean? It's like you continue to ignore the help that is being sent because you keep thinking God's got me. God's going to save me. Mm -hmm. And he is, and he has, but you've, you've just ignored these things. Mm -hmm. You're not aware of like what he has done to help you get out of that rut. So it was the same thing with, um, so I think that's what I want to, I think relates to what you, what you said. I don't think that I did, I did nothing. (laughs) Rose from bed one day and, (laughs) and he was like, you know what, girl, I'm going to send you to New York city. You're going to have a great time and you're going to get a master's (laughs) degree and it's going to be wonderful. Like, I don't think that's, that's what happened. But what I do think is that during a time where I felt so lost and I felt so out of mm-hmm. place and I didn't even feel like I could do this, mm-hmm. God put people in my life. God put opportunity in my life to say like, no, 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 you can, here's what I'm going to do. And those people, those things, those opportunities were like the church in San Jose mm-hmm. who were con- constant encouragement every weekend. Mm-hmm. whenever I went, it was people who, you know, like you and even my ex at the time who, who was like, <laughs> the tears are back. <laughs> Um, who's like super supportive. Yeah. Um, 
I think at a like seriously at a time when I felt like really lost and mm. um I wouldn't say I had like the best relationship with my family at that point like I wasn't really I remember I mean I was removed you know I was living my own life and um I think I was sort of seen as the black sheep in the family because I was like living in the world if you will so it was I felt like I was navigating on my own you Mm -hmm. know and I had to really rely on the friends and the people that God had placed in my life. So that's what I meant by like, it's a little bit more involved than just getting into grad school. It was Mm -hmm. during a time where I felt like, is anything good going to come from this? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had really good friends. I had a, I had, I worked jobs and I was able to make enough money to provide for myself and Mm -hmm. figure it all out. And, uh, yeah, it just, that's when, when grad school, when I remember the first acceptance that I got, it was like January 26th, mm-hmm. 2019. And I was at Starbucks and I got this email that said it was from Columbia and it was like, uh, we have a, deci- a decision letter. I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't get in. Why would they email me? Like who emails people these days? Like usually it comes in the fat letter. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the fat envelope. And I was like waiting for my drink and I was like shaking. I clicked on the email and um, it takes you to this website. And the mm-hmm. first thing that pops up was like, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And there's like this video. And I just like, I cried. Mm-hmm. I cried and uh I like the first thing I did was that I I called him I mm-hmm. called I called my ex and I told him about getting in and I was so happy and so grateful and so thankful that mm-hmm. I was just like you've got to be kidding me like me mm-hmm. me you want me like what mm-hmm. and um I just felt like there was so much. So yeah, I mean, I did a lot of work and I did a lot of just like letting myself, you know, receive support and help, but it took some self-awareness to get there. But I do believe that a lot of the the people who helped me get to where I am today were there. God had something to do with it. He had to have done because otherwise I'm just like, there's no way that I could have just randomly met you and you've been so good to me. And from our relationship, this happened. I mean, like Ashlyn, you know, Mm -hmm. I met her while working at Driscoll's Mm -hmm. and I'm still in touch with her. She's one of my favorite people. I love her. And she has done so much to help me prepare for grad school. And that was two years before I got in. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, you know what, that's what I mean by like, how is it that I ended up working for a company that introduced me to this person Mm -hmm who has been a grounding force and and who helped like she was a reference she was one of my references for grad school and I got into some like badass grad school programs you know and I'm just like there's no way that it was coincidence yeah but um so I hear you and I I agree with you and I do believe I put in the work too um but there are some things that I'm like this didn't happen by chance. And I'm so grateful. You're listening to Personally, 
the podcast with Michelle and Sally, where we get real personal real quick.